selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. You know, <laughs> okay, it's actually just so funny because what I love about Shopify is no matter how huge and massive you want to grow, Shopify gives you everything you need to take control, yes, daddy, and take your business to the next level because we're business women. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash book club. That's shopify.com slash book club, all lowercase. Shopify.com slash book club. When you have health insurance, it's easy to forget about your out-of-pocket costs. That can be a lot of money. But are your bills accurate? Well, it's estimated that over 50% of medical bills contain errors. HealthLock can help you. HealthLock technology securely connects with your insurance and flags any overbilling, wrong codes, and fraud. You can even have HealthLock work on your behalf to get money back from select past bills. To date, HealthLock has helped its members save over $130 million. So to save, visit HealthLock.com today. That's HealthLock.com today. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. This is a HeadGum Podcast. Celebrity Book Club. Who's that knocking at the door? It's all your friends, you filthy whore. Your husband's gone, and we've got books and a bottle of wine to kill. It's Hollywood. It's books. It's gossip. I'm shook. It's memoirs. It's martinis. It's Studio 54. It's Celebrity Book Club. Come read it while it's hot. Celebrity Book Club. Tell your secrets. We won't talk Celebrity Book Club No boys are allowed Celebrity Book Club Say it loud and proud Celebrity Book Club Buzz me in, I brought the Cuervo Hola, best friend Hola, best friend Mm, So good to once again see you and hear you remotely Our new method of recording episodes of our favorite podcast, our own Celebrity Book Club with Lily and Stephen. You know it, Stephen. It's actually with Stephen and Lily. I don't know if you knew that. I did know that with Stephen and Lily. Stephen first. And it's not so much because I, I don't think I get top billing because I'm the more famous one. I think it's just in a graphic design sense, the ampersand fits on the same line as Lily. So when you have it Stephen above like that, like then it it, it just, no, it's better because you don't want tighter. the long name last right. Then it's totally like, it just it would just look weird. It would just look weird. So it totally and it's again I do not. There's no tension here over at HQ. No, the lack of tension. You could not cut it with a knife because there isn't any. There isn't any. It's chill <laughs> AF over here in our remote land. <laughs> Super chill. Um. Well, I'm so excited to talk about this week. <laughs> I've, I've I have never been. You've heard me say this, but I've actually never been more excited to talk about this book. Yeah. 
I read it as a child, actually. I know my father used to read this book to me when I would be sobbing myself <laughs> to sleep, just crying my little eyes out into my Star Wars sheets. And oh. he would be rubbing my lower back in slow mm. circles going, oh, Stephen, do you want me to read you Ricky Martin's book again? <laughs> and I'd say, yes, daddy. And he'd go, okay, let's do it. And then he'd, he'd get out this big, oh, and th- this book was so battered and scratched. It had rips in it. And it had been passed down through generations. Of yeah, no, source. actually, my great-grandmother, who our listeners will know, grew up in a sod house sod in North house. Dakota. It was the only book they could afford. <laughs> <laughs> it was the, yeah, it was the only book they sold. And, you know, they had to drive in a covered wagon almost six hours to get to the nearest town. Um, and the way, to they get to the nearest of Barnes & Noble. <laughs> Barnes & Noble. In Bismarck, North Dakota. And, uh, and that's when she picked up uh, her copy of Santiago the Dreamer and Land Among the Stars. Yeah, back in 1882. And she, too, would seek comfort in its pages. It would lull her to sleep on cold On North those Dakota. cold, windy nights. Well, and dusty nights, too, I imagine. It was a combination dust of dust and wind that was brutal. And and some would say depressing. But yeah, so, I, you know, I've had such a long relationship with this book, and I know you have as well. It is, again, it is by Ricky Martin. Just want people to... The king of Latin pop. <laughs> really wrap their heads around that. A singer of the little-known hit, Livin' La Vida Loca. And another little-known hit known as She Bangs. You know, what, Livin' La Vida Loca came out, and you're like, he couldn't top it. He right. couldn't. No. Then came Shebangs. Wait, which is the one with the um the hot wax getting dripped on him? Is that that must a, be Shebangs, right? Or, and it's like such a sultry candle that you see his hairless chest, kind of noting that this the is the water a, makes you order French champagne. champagne. That line's kind of insane. Oh wait, that is Living the Vida Loca. Da, 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 da. That is I makes say take away your name like something to the brain. Like ooh, a bullet da, to, the, to brain. the brain. She bangs. Right? Isn't that she no, bangs? No, that is like, ooh. Live in the vida loca. <laughs> now we're sort of, these songs are kind of sounding similar. Because she bangs. She bangs. She bangs. No, I mean, I, I get that it's she bangs, but it's what before comes the bangs that were the, kind of. Makes you drink French champagne is le, definitely the, sorry. <laughs> Drop my phone for the 9,000th time. Wow. Working from home is crazy. <laughs> so, uh, WFH, anyone? <laughs> Uh, when will 2020 end? <laughs> okay. My so. cat started a podcast. <laughs> uh, yeah. And guess what? She's not wearing hard pants. <laughs> okay. So Ricky Martin. Yes, he is a Latin pop star. And he was famously straight when he was being a pop star around the Y2K era. We were all led to believe that this was a straight man wearing tight little leather pants. But she we all thought he's hot. Yeah. yeah. He's a sex symbol. He's totally a sex symbol. I mean, he's definitely kind of the guy that like, I mean, it was, he had a very cross-generational appeal in that way where like moms would be very like, and what a rump. <laughs> yeah. It's total. What a rump. Mm, check out that butt. <laughs> Wish my husband worked out. <laughs> Sharon Stone was definitely like, well, he's got a butt. You can't I'd ignore that. To- Pinch his butt. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> because Living the Vita Loca like got to moms. 
there there was hamsters that sang it, you know, the wind yeah. of hamsters. It was. Yeah, it was a moment when it was also just like, I mean, you know, English speaking audiences, I mean, maybe especially American, I guess, have always enjoyed like saying a few Spanish words. It let all well, the moms who are like margarita moms who say me and my chicas to be yeah. like, Mm-mm-mm. which and that does include us. <laughs> us, yeah. Well, I just feel like every four years there's a song. It's like what there's that Sean Mendes song that came out, the one that's like, um, what am I? Ta- you know what I'm talking about? Is it Sean Mendes or is it his girlfriend? I think I know what you're talking about. I feel it, it's hard to even think about it because right now <laughs> I know we're like, what's the shot? I've had water, and this is okay. Now I'm also sounding so mom. I've had watermelon sugar high or whatever stuck in my head for an entire month, and it's like <laughs> <laughs> watermelon sugar high. <laughs> yeah, but I hate that. Song. Anyway, we're ancient. We were in middle school and we're gonna live in the Vienna Loca came out right, and like you were because like, you remember the Macarena. Do you remember that? TBT <laughs> the Macarena. The only dance I can do. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do your little punches on the dance floor. Yeah. So, yeah, that he was sort of riding one of those waves. Um, and then he just like remained a global pop icon for decades, then came out, became a gay icon, became a humanitarian, became a well, human but- rights dinner attendee. Let's not also forget, because he was in Menudo, which was an 80s Puerto Rican boy band. Oh, I I did forget that. So let us not forget that. Yeah, it's kind of like he's the Mackie Mac, you know, or the Michael Jackson. So it's like then he got the solo career and had the huge single out after being like a 14-year-old. So like he had already adventure. basically proved himself to the record. He's a world. Oh, They're yeah. Like, he was like a superstar. Okay, this guy has the chops. Like, he can dance. He can sing. He's the package. Like, let's turn him into a, a solo pop star. And, you know, for a while, I feel like I was like, wait, is Ricky Martin like a one-hit wonder? But then, and then he had a baby alone by a surrogate. But was he He wasn't out yet. And then soon after that, he came out, How I think. How do you think he were like, for a while, you thought he was a one-hit wonder, but then he came out. So now he has two songs, like being gay and his song. <laughs> he a little had a comeback with like being gay and like announcing he had children. I feel like he was on The Voice and just like. No, I mean, he definitely has like, he's done that thing that like, all celebrities have to do now where you just have to have this like relentless insane career where you're constantly hosting like eight different voice competition shows and like dance competition shows and like launching fragrances and just like always being a global ambassador for health and awareness and he's raising awareness constantly even though he like has not obviously had a single since she bangs he probably has that's been on like a world chart and maybe we're so stuck in our fucking bubble. Yeah. Maybe he's charted in a world way for sure. I think he has. And I'm calling myself in for just I'm already pre calling myself in for not knowing what he's charted at. I could see that because now I'm thinking like like Stay, which was a Jennifer Lopez track off her Spanish mm. language album that came out like five years ago, like. I don't think he even charted in the Billboard Top 100, but it was like number one on like the Latin world dance chart or whatever. That was such a good track. KSC 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 the only word. So Ricky Martin wrote a Ricky book Martin. that we are going to talk about. We're again, absolutely going to talk about called Santiago the Dreamer in Land Among the Stars. So this is a children's book. Um, it is about a dad who comforts his son 
So I guess we can maybe give you the full plot of the book because it is only about this clock's in it around 18 pages, maybe. It's not the heftiest of reads. No, it again is a... If you're reading this to your kid to fall asleep, they would be like, okay, time for another one. It's like, this kid's not going to sleep. Now, we love being honest with our listeners. I'll say I read this book via a (laughs) video. Steven sent me because our producer, Mike, who we love dearly, is cheap as hell. I only spring for one copy. I also feel like there was only one copy, like, out okay. there, maybe. Yeah. That could get to us in time for our emergency Santiago reading. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, yeah, maybe that's true. So I did. It's a CBC <laughs> emergency. <laughs> I did just video myself turning the pages slowly and sent it to Lily so she could have the same experience of reading the book. And yeah, I got a little of your commentary, which was pretty funny, which <laughs> actually kind of breaks our usual rules. I know, like not really talking about the book. But we were, it wasn't really, it was, it was a conversation via video, so it wasn't really yes, a full conversation. But h- hilarious commentary. Oh my God, thank you so much. And yeah, we'll definitely send that out. If you subscribe on Patreon, uh, you can definitely get that video. Our Patreon's not up yet, but. I'm just, that was more of a joke about if we had a Patreon, but if we I'm also had, kind totally. of potentially seeding the potential that it will be potentially happening. Oh, yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Plant those seeds. <laughs> okay. So this book. <laughs> so this book is about a child named Santiago who dreams of being on the stage, darling. The kid is obviously gay, was my takeaway from this book. Same. And the dad kinda... is also gay. I feel like the dad is sort of a thinly veiled uh, fill-in for Ricky Martin. Because the drawing looks exactly like Ricky Martin. <laughs> yeah. It's like get, definitely getting Ricky Martin vibes from the dad. Here's my first kind of criticism of the book. But maybe also, like, why do we always have to have, like, straight parents? It's like he has a husband who is a Swiss painter or something like that. Swedish Um, painter. I don't know why he made it, like, a single dad and why he didn't do this Well, because if it's so, like, Jimmy has two dads, if if the book is about having gay... It's like, there's because there's so many, like, books about having gay dads. And there's, like, so many books about having gay moms. And there's, like, so many books about, like... Having like IBS as a child, like like that's like illustrate <laughs> like every possible, IBS awareness for two year olds. Yeah, like every possible experience like has a children's book to illustrate it and like walk your two year old through the process of. So it's like this book is not about having gay dads. So I feel like that would just make it about too many things. I have to shout out friend and listener of the pod, Lauren, who sent me a book that they were reading to their child's baby. And it was like a queer their child, baby, <laughs> their child, baby. I'm like, who are children? Um, who I'm renaming nameless because <laughs> I do not want Lauren's baby to be kidnapped by a rabid CBC fan. Thank you. Yes. And the baby did actually not consent to you putting her name on this pod. No, no, no. It was like, it was such a funky modern book that was like, called like his body their body and it was like a queer fully like queer bbq happening at reese it was like a children's <laughs> book about it a children's book to like prepare your prepare your baby for reese <laughs> for reese i mean i wish yeah it's like we should have children's books preparing you for reese no i know the Give first you time you see warning. like a chunky gay in a thong like it's it can be <laughs> can be really scarring if you haven't like read a seen an illustrated version first as a child <laughs> 
So yeah, it's like okay, I see what you mean. Also, probably he want he wants to get this book in a lot of markets. I also can I can I actually throw another suggestion? I mean, a it's a marketing thing. I think you're 100 correct. B another thing is like think because where my head went, where I'm kind of like, well, maybe him and his Syrian <laughs> husband aren't going to stay together forever, and he's kind of hedging. His wow. bets a little. So he's like, hey, maybe in 10 years, if I look back and I re- see this children's book I wrote, like, maybe I don't want to, like, have, like, this husband figure in there. And, like, because maybe I'll be single. That makes so much sense. Just, like, someone's like, I loved Santiago the Dreamer. And he's just like, fuck that book. Yeah. I mean, this is very me, how I, like... When I have a boyfriend, I rarely post mm. photos of my boyfriend to Instagram because I'm just like, if you ever break up with a boyfriend, then it's sort of awkward if your Instagram is all photos of the boyfriend that you're no longer with. Right. And then it's almost even more awkward when you like have to cleanse the feed and then someone yeah. looks at it and is like, wow. Yeah. You really cleansed that one. Exactly. So I, I think Ricky made a smart choice by not including... A second father. Genius, Ricky. (laughs) You did it again. (laughs) So this book is about a kid who really wants the lead role in the school play, uh, which I relate to. I didn't relate to not getting the part because I did always get the part um, in high school, middle school. Okay, I'm going to bring up something maybe kind of sensitive. I don't know if you remember this. Is it my I, current career? <laughs> <laughs> no, it was like in high school. And like I said, or kind of basically somehow some sort in some sort of phrasing said that your role in the high school play wasn't that big or compared to someone else. And you screamed. I do kind of remember that was like our last fight. Yeah, that was 16 years yeah. ago. And, and it no, was right before you went to France. My European trips are always just like there's a lot of drama that surround the the the, go, the comings and you goings. You need to get out of Dodge. And I remember you arguing with me that you like maybe yes had like less lines, but like we're on stage longer. Okay, that's so psycho. (laughs) We just like, well, I actually have more screen time. And actually, they did a study of my screen time, and I actually have more stage time. So people are seeing me more on stage. Wow, so Jenna Maroney. Full <laughs> Maroney vibes. Uh, I mean, I'll say I always wanted more star power in school plays. You like didn't do school plays though, because when you when you went to your little high school, you were just like, uh, yeah, actually, theaters for losers. Exactly. <laughs> and you thought the theater well, kids were such nerds. They were because it was like very culty. Be- I mean, obviously, theater kids are always like culty, but the person who ran. The theater program also ran this group called Salsa <laughs> to bring up Latin music. Students advocating life without substances. <laughs> <laughs> Losers. <laughs> so, yeah, that crew, I wasn't really okay. going to roll with. Not that I, I, of course, it took me like a month to like find Because much like any Abby weed. Wambach, you were a hardcore addict. Um, I drank like three times in high school because I like <laughs> never find alcohol. <laughs> Like, wanted too bad, just couldn't find it. Right into a lot of locked cabinets. But the thing about alto theater in high school is you have to sing, and I can never sing. So it was like, you can't just act. It's always a musical. You didn't just have, like, straight-up plays? No, everything is always a musical. So I was like, it's not for me. Mm. Well, first of all, you can sing. And I'm going to tell you that right now. And and I will now play the role of the father figure in Santiago the Dreamer. 
um, and tell you that you're incredible and you're and you can achieve whatever you want to achieve. But also the thing about musical is like you don't actually have to. I mean, obviously, if you're Broadway, like those people have good voices, but like <laughs> they can. So they have to sing. But you don't actually have to have like such a good voice. You just have to like project and be like acty singy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I see what you mean. You know. And like put on a Chicago-y voice. Because it, it's always being like, I can't believe what I saw. <laughs> like, it's like you don't actually have to have a good voice to say that. You just have to be like, be over the top about it. It's so true. And, you know, it's what you think are your, you know, that you can't do. You really can. You really, really can. And that's the message of this book. <laughs> Totally. And to your comment in the video where Santiago basically like he goes on an audition and then I mean, sorry to spoil this picture, but um, (laughs) for our parents, if actually it's good to the kids aren't listening. So no, yeah, kids do not listen to this podcast. It's good for parents to know the plot. What they're getting into. Yeah. So, yeah. So wait, what are you going to say? That Santiago auditions for this play and his voice cracks. He gets stage fright, basically. So he goes up and he sees the kid before him, like, do really well. So this was also a thing where it's like in auditions in high school, like you didn't have like, I don't know, you didn't see other people. Like, auditioning. I also like, I don't think. No, in my sixth grade musical, we all had to watch each other sing a song of our own choice and sing in front of your class. It's the most. Why would you make 12 year olds do that? It's like already the most humiliating time of your life. Play, then you're going to have to perform in front of people. So, yeah, you should be able to handle the fucking audition. Guess so. Anyway, I sang a Dean Martin song. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, that's so funny because when I auditioned for Zoom as like an eight year old. Do you remember that? Like, you auditioned for Zoom? Yeah. Wow. And I sang my way. I knew everything about you. No, I sang New York, New York. Stop. Fab. Isn't that so random? And I was eight, like, auditioning for Zoom. Anyway, I obviously didn't get the part. Zoom was that thing that always, like, someone was like, oh, actually, like, my sister's friend went to camp with someone who was who on was Zoom. Who was on Zoom. And it's just, like, someone knew a Stacy or a Rachel, like, who was on Zoom for, like, four years. And it's just, like, and then that's weirdly her personality. And she becomes just, like, a whatever, like, boring teacher later in life. And she just, like, is always kind of, like, referencing her Zoom experience. And it's kind of, like, I don't know. It just seems sad. Zoom alums, right in. <laughs> Zoom alums, right in. Maybe t- to tell us, prove to me you're not sad. <laughs> I'm obsessed with you singing New York. <laughs> you as Miss Veronica Horse. Like, I, and I remember being really nervous with audition. And, you know, I, I used to go on a lot more auditions when I had an agent, which I do not have at this current juncture of my career. And Agents, HMU, hit us up. Yeah, we are actually both unwrapped, which is absolutely insane. Psychotic. We have a beloved podcast. And... Yeah, I would, like, get really nervous all the time. I mean, that's, like, a real job and you're in a real room and there's, like, the angriest Lauren is, like, across the table from you and, like, she's no time for you and, like, thinks that you're awful and is talking shit about you the second you leave. So it's, like, that's terrifying. But, like, high school is honestly not that bad because it's just, like, a drama teacher who, like, is required by a lot of, like, love all the kids. I mean, you had an epic drama teacher that I feel like is still just, like, you and my sister's, like, favorite person in the world. I mean, that's true. Mark Lindbergh, shout out, like, he did, like, change our lives, and it's very that, like, it's, in in a very gay way, it's just, like, we did have the iconic high school drama teacher. So, spoiler, Stephen um, went to the same high school that Mindy Kaling did. I feel like, did she do theater? Do you think she had Mark? Oh my god! I guess I'm, I mean she must have, right? Or was she, or was she just like so random and not even doing theater? And because like she was just like, uh, that's weird. I'm gonna just like write, and then only did improv at Dartmouth. Yeah, 
I could kind of see her not doing theater. And like, I feel like maybe she was literally on school newspaper and she did. That makes she, a lot of sense. Right. That's not. So, I feel like that's way more her. Yeah. To be like, hey, can I get a quote for you? Yeah. From you? For you. <laughs> for you. So back to this book. Um <laughs> <laughs> I like, we're only kind of on like page three of the plot so far. Yeah, okay, really, so he oh, auditions. <laughs> he doesn't get the part. He's sad. And then this incredible father figure. <laughs> Whether asexual, straight, gay, we don't know. We don't know. I he mean, it's also awesome, awesome socks where it's like, shout out for dad's rights. You know what I mean? It's always about moms or a bad dad or a dad who doesn't show up. Well, I guess, but I do also think that in like fictional portrayals, there there are so many like dad like single dads. I mean, I'm just like remembering an article I read once in like the week, like eleven years ago, but it was very like, I'm like what are you talking about? <laughs> it was very like the actual percentage of like single parent households are like ninety percent single moms, but it was like, but TV single parent households are just like sixty percent dads. Ha. Huh. Okay, the only single dad <laughs> sh- movie Hello. I can think of is Outside Providence, starring Alec Baldwin. Okay, that's random. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and but I feel like TV is so like that show with like John. It's like Eight Simple Rules for Jay, my daughter, and like that other like random show, and like like the, there's always like a John Stamos show that's getting canceled after four episodes, and like right or that whatever that CBS show is with Matt LeBlanc, and it's so like I have to yeah like take. My daughter to something. Yeah. I just feel like TV is a single dad. They love a single dad, like messing up. Yeah. Anyway, that's a really important, accurate cultural analysis that I just launched into the zeitgeist. <laughs> um, so this really hot dad is wearing like a pullover and he's telling his sad gay son to never give up. You can do anything you dream of as long as you do it with love. And no matter what you choose, always reach for the moon. So that's kind of like the insanely sage advice that this hot dad gives Santiago. And then Santiago falls asleep and he has this dream. So the book is actually surreal. Um, I would <laughs> this put, is magical realism. <laughs> magical realism. I would put this book in, in that category. So he starts out this dream. He's like, he's in a classroom, but... Now he's the teacher. The tables have turned. And so he's in this position of power and everyone's looking at him and everyone's admiring him. Then he's on a plane. Yeah, it's classic thing as a child where it's like, I mean, I feel like I would always have, right, like different sort of fantasies where you can be the star. I never wanted to be a teacher. Um, (laughs) I mean, same. (laughs) (laughs) But honestly, people involved in pedagogical careers, like, that is huge. And, like, thank you, like, literally, like, you are saving the next But that's another thing where it's, like, everyone's looking at you. For sure. I mean, a pilot is not really such a perform. I mean, you obviously are in a position of power and all pilots, I'm sure, like, such just, like, toxic tops, but it's just, like, I do feel like that's not such a like onstage moment because these are all supposed to be metaphors for like everyone liking you, basically. All these dreams. I mean, everyone claps for a pilot. Uh, yeah, you're on a plane full of losers. I, when people do that to me, <laughs> that is so psycho. It's like I, it's their job. Why don't we start clapping for the MTA train drivers? How about that? Every time they pull into a station. <laughs> Every single time. <laughs> <sighs> okay. Yeah, 
thank you. We are not that's... talking about that. You know, I my mean, that would be such a like boring viral video from like 2007 of just like two NYU girls like going on trains and just like telling drivers they did a good job. Can you see that? <laughs> yeah, thank you, thank in you. In that like upworthy era, my great grandfather drove the New York City trains. What? Yes. What? Some of those early subways. Can you believe that? the front door. Francis Brincato. Mind the gap, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) My grandmother said he would come home with his shirt filled with silver coins. Silver coins. Wait, like subway tokens? Or he was just like... I think like he he gets paid in coins. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe it was like unlimited token. They got free tokens. Or he was being so couch cushions and he was just like picking up so much loose change on the floor of the train. Nope. <laughs> Celebrity Book Club. This episode is sponsored by ZocDoc. You're trying to find a cause for your symptoms. Achy back, headache, runny nose, itchy eye, wart on my genitals. So let me guess, you stumbled down a TikTok rabbit hole full of questionable advice from so-called experts. Suddenly I have cancer? Uh, no thank you. (laughs) There are better ways to get the answers you want and the care you deserve from trusted professionals and not random people on the internet. Though randoms, I love you, and my TikTok addiction, yeah, it stands. But I'm sorry, Lily, you shouldn't be getting medical advice from some girl in her grandmother's basement in Toronto. ZocDoc helps you find expert doctors and medical professionals that specialize in the care you need and deliver the type of experience you want. That's right. Ditch the talk, get the doc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. No more Dr. Roulette or scouring the internet for questionable reviews. With ZocDoc, you have a trusted guide to connect you to your favorite doctor you haven't met yet. Mm, I love a trusted guide, like the time I climbed to Machu Picchu on the Inca Trail with a team of Sherpas. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. So find your Sherpa at ZocDoc.com. Go to ZocDoc.com bookclub and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Slay. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash book club. ZocDoc.com slash book club. Ditch the talk. And then this is where Ricky Martin is doing the marketing. He's like, San Diego also dream of becoming a baseball player. And it's like, no, yeah. he didn't. No, he didn't, babe. He certainly didn't. He's there. We're just doing all the, I mean, it's all of these basic, he dreams of being a doctor. He dreams of being an astronaut. It's like these just like really basic, like childhood dream careers. It's actually a very, it's very fucking neoliberal. It's like, why are these all careers? Right. Oh, he has to want to be a doctor. They're all jobs. Oh, there have to be these like money making professions that have clout in society. It's like, can't dream of just like living with awesome roommates. Yeah. What about living with some rad humans in a house with a porch? I mean, what, what was your 
your first job dream? Well, I uh, always said I wanted to be a journalist as a child. And then you did study journalism. And then I studied journalism. And why you? And I never became such a gumshoe reporter, but, you know, I do, I do, some would say I am a media gay. In fact, you have said that. I have said that, absolutely. So you are a journalist. I am, and it's true. Yeah. No, I remember even at like age five or six or something, I was just like, mommy, what's the best school for journalism? And she was like, oh, the Columbia Journalism School is the best school for journalism. And then I was just like, I want to go to the Columbia School of Journalism. And then that dream sort of like... Talk about neolib dreams of childhood. I know. Well, you asked Job. No, I mean, I asked... The thing about this book is he's having an actual like dream in a bed. Like he's having a night dream where I'm just like... (laughs) This dad's style is also very, like, bonobos. It's also a little Everlane, the top, but I guess the Everlane yes. is the same difference. I, no, it could be an Everlane top for sure, the kind of, like, mustard, tan, crew neck sweatshirt. Sorry, just to, and I do want to, we'll circle back to, this, to the crew neck in a minute, but I wanted to just add an addendum onto my childhood dream. My other really big dream that was like a daydream that I would return to often and like really populate and like build <laughs> out with details um, was that I owned an estate that was essentially the size of Rhode Island. And Stop. it was like this working mission. Holiday house? <laughs> it, was, it was like... It was like actually like its own like autonomous zone. And like we had relationships with the U.S. government that was like basically like to understand that like I was my own nation state and like I produced Geneva. It was very (laughs) Geneva. There were vineyards like people and our wine was known for being like really good in the wine industry. But like we also had a lot of other like light heavy industry. Stop it. Wait, what age is this? You had an amazing vineyard on your state. Okay, you have to tell the story about the game you would play with your parents. The wine list game. Oh, where I would just, <laughs> I would, uh, I would take the wine list when it came to the dinner table, and I would um, read random bottles, and I would make them guess the prices. <laughs> Age five, classic. <laughs> <laughs> You were like, Mommy, Chenin Blanc, Sonoma, 92. <laughs> and she'd go, oh, Doug, what do you think? I... I think I think seventy five, and to go. Oh no, 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 no! Way off. No, I'm thinking ninety, ninety eight, maybe a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> it was it was wild. I don't know. I got such a kick out of that. I, I uh, well, I love prices. You know, I love prices. you love prices. You love wine. You love wine lists. And I love the idea of people buying things. The drama of a wine list, too. I mean, a wine list is. Such a dramatic piece of work. Especially when, like, as a kid, you'd see it being brought over to your parents and you're looking at this crazy list and you're like, so. What are we doing here? I mean, come on. (laughs) You're seeing Sonoma this, Blanc this, Sangiovese this. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so that was my, what was your, what was your dream job? Well, I mean, we've discussed obviously Hotelier, but earlier on, First one was just construction worker, just like butch stuff. And then professional baseball player. Right. You like did. I Because there you have some drawings that allude to that. Yeah. So I was like, oh, no, no, no. I'm absolutely getting in the MLB. And then I was like, okay, maybe I'll own the first women's basketball team pre-WNBA. That's so cool. That's so um, Abby Wambach. And it her, was because I was like, well, you can't be it's professional actually forever. It's so her good friend, um, Dan, the owner of the Magic's 
I am Dan Borneslaw. Yeah, so it got kind of entrepreneurial. Then we got hotel. Then we got fashion designer. But I wanted to share a super dark, like daydream fantasy I would have as a kid that I feel like was the thing. I like call it daydream a day fantasy. (laughs) Day fantasy. Y'all know when you have a day fantasy, your eyes are open. Your eyes are wide (laughs) the fuck open, and you're just thinking. I would have this like. I mean, fantasy is extreme, but sure, let's call it that. That I would get stabbed. <laughs> <laughs> Live, of course. But, and everyone would be so worried about me and like visit me in the hospital and like, but also think I was so badass for yeah. getting stabbed. Yeah. 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 I, I bet you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's sort of like this like classic, like, um, you know, look at me. Um, victimology, you know, complex where it's just like you want you want the attention and you want the it's you want the rep this sort of like the street cred element of it. And I'm like, I'm sure I saw some TV show where it's like you're like a stabbing, it's like dangerous, but it's like you're definitely surviving, you know? Yeah. I mean, I always have this fantasy of of falling gravely ill and all my exes like coming to my side and being like, (laughs) we were wrong. (laughs) (laughs) That's like um, when Eat, Pray, Love. What the fuck is her name? Oh, when Elizabeth. Our idol. Elizabeth Gilbert. When she was with her butch. (laughs) Elizabeth Gilbert. (laughs) (laughs) Elizabeth Gilbert's. Um, R.I.P. Butch Lover was Raya. dying of Raya dying of cancer. Elizabeth Gilbert and Raya's ex did like an interpretive dance, like around her, and posted that on Instagram. All right, that's what you want. Unless the dance, <laughs> just kind of all around. Are More they coming in like, one by one? Just like one by one, just being like, I still love you, and I'm still absolutely in love with and you. I made a grave mistake. Um. I hope that happens for you. <laughs> I hope it happens for me too. Yes. We're um, both at this hospital. I'm stabbed. You have a grave illness. <laughs> we still have to record. <laughs> <sighs> um, wow. We're really finding a lot to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've even gotten halfway through this book. This okay. Book. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's do this. Let's. Uh... I have some borscht to eat. Um, okay, so basically what happens is, yeah, he has this fake dream of being a baseball player. We know that's not real. So then he decides... So this is the part, the like little like plot hook that I just find very weird from Ricky Martin, where he's like, Santiago was excited about his dream and decided to practice as if he got the lead. So he just basically starts like rehearsing the lead's role. Like, he, like he's an understudy, but he wasn't... He, like, vol- Years being an understudy. But he's like, not the understudy. He just, he was like, I'm just gonna like, because my dad told me to like reach for the moon. And then I had this dream about being like a teacher and an airline pilot. I am gonna pretend to be the understudy. And then, I mean, why not? I feel like that's such actor's advice that like. I agree with you on that one. It's actor's advice. Like, you know, be about the, be, you know, soak up the play. Soak up every <laughs> line, you know, clean the stage after everyone goes home. Like, you know, breathe the theater. Like, you know, like just hoover up everything you can about the craft. So I get that. But I feel like. It's not totally saying that. It's like, I feel like that's not the argument he's making. The argument is just being like, he just randomly decided to practice if he got the lead. But maybe it is that. 
And then all of a sudden, of course, somehow, you know, the book kind of wraps up pretty quickly and is like, <laughs> yeah. And then actually the person who was like the star randomly couldn't sing. So he's like, I know the part and he does it and he sings and he does well. And his gay dad is like, see, you're enough of a gay bitch. <laughs> that you like <laughs> won the play. And it's just yeah. like, well, it's convenient. <laughs> <laughs> and it's just like, so was it just the one performance? Was there not like a Saturday show? Was there a matinee? Right. TBD, I guess, on the matinee <laughs> of the school. And then it's like, he's like, Daddy, like, you taught me the most important lesson that sometimes when you reach for the moon, you can land among the stars. Where it's like the subtext of this book is like so much more evil and gay, where it's like, I feel like this devil, devil, devilish gay child, like, gay child, he like poisoned the other kid in the class and he's like oh randomly the star of the play couldn't sing i'll do it no it's so that um isabelle huppert movie like uh, the piano teacher where she puts broken glass in the like pockets of the overcoat of this like girl <laughs> she's trying to sabotage and then she like, puts her hands in her pockets and she can like never play piano again and her like hands are horribly cut up i need to watch that that movie is so insane. It's a it's a classic psychosexual Isabelle Huppert. Like, I know. Thriller. I can't believe I've never seen that movie. Throw it on the list. Yeah, throw it on the list for your recovery. Yeah, recovery flicks. Um, yeah. So it wraps up, and then there's Ricky Martin and his Everlane slash Bonobos. It's very like wow. The dad like gave this one pep talk. Honestly, it's kind of an unrealistic portrayal of how easy it is to be a dad because it's not that easy. Thank you. Parenthood is hard, okay? Yeah. It's really rewarding. If I was just going to say that. It's so <laughs> rewarding. And on that note, let's move to segments. <laughs> <laughs> she, eats. she eats. She eats. She lives. She eats like she lives. She lives. She wears. She, she bangs. Wears. She, wears. she segments. She segments. <laughs> okay, that, okay that was good enough um yeah what does she okay so are we doing this about the dad in santiago the dreamer or are we doing <laughs> or, it about let's ricky just do martin? ricky martin okay let's do both though no okay. like yeah literally let's do about the dad in santiago <laughs> let's do the dad and santiago and ricky martin <laughs> <laughs> another hour goes by okay what does she wear <laughs> Are you aware first? Okay, well, we talked about the Everlane and the <laughs> Bonobos. I mean, Ricky Martin's his style's sexier than is the very dad sexy. In He's always in like a sexy cream sweater. That's like it's a very like not Christian girl autumn sweater. It's like a Miami no, hugs girl his spring packs. sweater. Like, yeah, it's like he has like D's in the sweaters he's wearing. Like it captures yeah, those. He's pecky. Feeling peckish. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm feeling real peckish. He's still rocking, like, very tight pants. Tight, tight pants. Unless I'm so wrong. He's wearing, like, such, like, sexy kind of, like, loose carpenter stuff. Because, like, now he has a painter boyfriend. Well, don't you think sometimes he's wearing an incredibly tight shirt and just, like, army cargoes in, like, a Fergie way while doing errands? <laughs> <laughs> I wish, but I feel because here's the thing, and this is going to lead into how does he live, but he is a full up design gay now. Like he may have been a like cheesy Miami like crossover star in 2001, but like now he is a full up 
like coastal design guy. He owns his own island off of Brazil. That's so insane. So I also think Ricky Martin is like nude a lot on his island in Speedos. Also on the in like island, a- he's nude. But I feel like his LA house, and I have, I'm going to admit to having cheated because I saw his AD video like not recently, like years ago. Okay. But like, it's an insane, like such a concrete house with like so many cantilever doors, and it's just like in so many Japanese basins, and just like kind of sounds r- like a mix of Ellen's houses. It is such a mix of Ellen's houses, and it's like he's being like walking through the house with his painter boyfriend, just being like, and this is like a Jean Gobert, and this is a Prouvé, and and like and this is like a Sterling Winson, and just like pointing out every like piece of like art design furniture painting chandelier like weird sculpture so that's why i think he could be so kind of almost like nice straight leg jeans boots like chelsea boots maybe even tims and Hmm. like like an expensive long sleeve yes And then maybe the boyfriend, I think, is kind of... I think they're very verse. Yeah, for sure. I mean, with that butt... With that... uh, Yeah, I mean... That rump? You gotta get into that rump if you're the husband. But Ricky Martin's also, like, such a top because he's, like, you know, he's so successful and he's such a businessman and a humanitarian. and, And doesn't have maybe so much of the time to prep sometimes for bottoming thank you for acknowledging the prep work that goes into bottoming i know gay guys yeah i really appreciate you raising awareness for that issue in our community raise awareness for prep not the pill yeah no we got we got enough awareness of prep at this point (laughs) um do you agree with me or i feel like you're such of my like tim I'm obsessed with the Tims, but it's also like celebrity where they just wear one shoes and throw them out. So I'm like, sure, <laughs> one day he's in a bomber and Tims and straight leg right. jeans. And like he's, the next day he's in linen pants and shirtless. And the next day he's in a thong. Right. And like all of those are like <laughs> yes. going to be incinerated like a day later. Yeah. It's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> this big concrete incinerator. <laughs> yeah. It's a Jean Prouvé incinerator. Um, This just came to me in what is he? I don't think he drinks red wine. Oh, because you don't think he wants to like spill on all of his like fancy surfaces and his like sweaters? Also very just like celeb, like he drinks like champagne and then like sometimes like just like the finest tequila in the world and like that's it. I 100% agree with you. Like on the friggin' nose. Hell yeah. That makes so many. It's so celebrity. It's like, cause it's like the Beyonce thing where it's like that story about that. I think like, was it, was that a Cindy Washington story or was that a completely different story? Oh, the Cindy Washington. Well, yes. When they're at like. Where Beyonce is just like sipping one drink so slowly over the course of like three hours at the club. Cause like she never gets drunk. Those Um, are so funny. Shout out to Cindy Washington's Instagram bottle girl stories. Yeah. I think he's like having like. Anejo, whatever, like Anejo, what two hundred? Yeah, like Anejo eighteen oh five, and it's like so sent in, and like, and maybe he has like a fridge where there's just like a hundred bottles of Anejo eighteen oh five, right? Its own like tequila, yeah, and tequila it's just like, fridge. And when they when they have fun, and when just like their like fourteen other like creepy design gay couples come over to their concrete mansion <laughs> for drinks. Six of the couples are doing G later and like 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I he's guess like, I'm like, going to bed. Yeah, they're going to bed. Like, I don't think Ricky and his husband are doing G, but like, obviously, their design gay friends are. Are they doing G at the concrete house or are they leaving the house before they go to their. Like, Do, uh, yeah, are they doing it on his private island? Maybe they just fully are. And maybe they're just like doing. They coke. must be having like m- coke and just massive like orgies in on um, in the massive island. <laughs> in the island. And like the nanny is with the kids in like a whole nother house. When they, they do this like once a year, they just like it's a fuck fest. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's yeah, once a year fuck fest. But then like every few weeks, like six couples are coming over for some anejo. Casual fuck fest. <laughs> Casual fuck fest in anejo. And then he's like in Australia filming the boys for six months yeah and and is the syrian painter that he's having a fuck fest and then ricky's a little bit pissed yeah but not that pissed because he's getting his when he's shooting the voice on like a soundstage in sydney he's getting his dick sucked in sydney sure he is <laughs> sure he is it's not that hard <laughs> he's going over to obelisk beach <laughs> okay who are you in the book <laughs> Well, we didn't really say what he eats, but I... I, I oh, wait, both. what does he eat? Okay, so we did kind of what he drinks. I mean, it's, again, celeb, like... Celeb, just like there's a huge... He wakes up, but there's, like, so many guavas that have already been halved, like, waiting for him to take one bite of. And then some almonds, and then, like, power bowl. It's and... just a sigh up the wazoo. Yeah, no, thank you for saying that. <laughs> like, okay, nonstop a sigh. <laughs> Do you think the Syrian Swedish painter is a vegetarian? No, I think he is having like lamb, the painter. He's like, Ricky, sit down. I don't know what this accent is. He's like, Ricky. <laughs> it's my Swedish accent. <laughs> Ricky. <laughs> Syrian Swedish is raspy. Yeah. <laughs> Ricky. Okay. Ricky, sit down. Hey, I made Ricky, my lamb. <laughs> making my famous lamb for you. Get over here. Okay, nailed it. Um, who are you in the book? <laughs> who are you in the book? I'm the star of the play who lost his voice the night before. Yeah. And you're Santiago. I'm Santiago, just like being this. I, I guess I just feel like I actually don't do the work so that I wouldn't be like understudying so hard. That is, kind of, I feel like that's not me. Hmm, maybe no okay see, i don't I think i would like back. elect to just learn someone else's lines for the yeah that of was it. off of me sorry you're more i think the star of the play who loses his voice well then you're so strapped who are you are are you the, like little kid in the back who's like wearing the tree costume <laughs> yeah i'm just like got a random part <laughs> the a non-singing role i guess i'm the baseball player in the dream I'm Santiago dreaming to be a baseball player. But you, but you, I guess you did, you did play a little bit of baseball. I played a lot of baseball. How dare you? I was on Little League for years. Are you the fossil in the paleontologist dream? <laughs> because you're so old. <laughs> uh, okay, How well, dare you? you? How freaking dare you call me old? I'm two months <laughs> away from my birthday. It's a far away. Really far. Hey. Wicked hey. fat. We got months and months. We got months to go. Um, and I'm sure you will make it to 35. <laughs> that number. That number. That number. I'm shaking right now. I think that I have to go. Truly horrifying. Good thing the pod's over. Um <laughs> Yeah, so I wanna say that I 
I mean, I, I'm going to go ahead and give this book one out of five annual orgies at my concrete mansion. If um, I had an awesome tiny human to read books to, I just don't think I'd be grabbing for I, this no. one first. I would. This would be one of the last books I would grab. The illustrations also boring. Like the whole, it's boring. To the okay, books. the next children's book. My family every year we read a children's Christmas book by Carly Simon called "Boy of the Bells." <laughs> <laughs> So look forward to that, Club Kids. Um, oh, that's great. You can take that week off because it sounds like you've already read it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Be a good Christmas. I got other work to do at Christmas, if you know what I'm saying? I got things to deliver. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, Miss Claus is busy. Yeah. <laughs> Mix Claus. Mix, Mix Claus got a lot of chimneys to stuff herself into. <laughs> but yeah, that's another random children's book that's way more detailed. Um written by a singer. So yeah, I also give this one school play out of five theater kids. <laughs> Try harder next time, Ricky. Okay, Ricky, yeah. Come on. Come on, Put- Ricky. Put a little muscle into it. Put some of that famous rump into it next time. He's too relaxed on that private island. Yeah, no. It's, he, there's too much pre-halved guava for him. Okay. Well, another incredible episode in the can. Another incredible episode recording with you and reading and laughing and loving. Um, it, it, is, it gives me life. And thank you to all the club kids for all the work that you guys do in supporting the show and listening to the show. And listen, I know that listening... Is is also that's work. work too and we will acknowledge and honor and elevate your labor we honor you thank you and do honestly and i'm just gonna say this i just i do feel like the reviews have sort of dropped off and if they could sort of pick back up again i think yeah. we'd all feel a little bit better same don't ricky martin the reviews you know what i mean don't phone it in like let's get some let's get some bangers up there for yeah the next book honestly we don't even know yeah, we literally don't know. Um, so How's that for honesty? Put that in your little pipe and don't smoke it. Life is crazy. Uh, yeah, it's a fucking roller coaster. So watch what happens. <laughs> Live. <laughs> <laughs> Best. Best. Celebrity Book Club is presented by Prologue Projects and Edcom. El espectáculo está producido por Meg Marnane con el apoyo editorial de Leon Nefak, Andrew Parsons y Madeleine Kaplan. Nuestro director de producción es Parcia Valin, ingeniería de Fares Monchi. Tema original de Stephen Phillips Ost. Ilustraciones de Terry Blanks on Chips and Why. Siganos on Twitter at CBC The Pod. Suscríbete a tu aplicación de podcast favorita. Dejanos una reseña y nos olvides contarles a tus amigos sobre nosotros. That was a HeadGum Podcast.
Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cashback on purchases. And pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. It's time for today's Lucky Land Horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say, your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah! And some waves, so we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that! A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, can a girl go shopping? Yeah, baby. Wait, did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.